Welcome to the Delight in the Limelight podcast. I'm your host, Linda Ugalow, speaking confidence coach and author of the book, Delight in the Limelight. I'm here to take you on a journey from the dread of public speaking to loving it instead. Before we get into the great episode I have for you today, I want to make sure you have my free checklist of speaking preparation rituals. Because getting ready to speak is more than practicing what you're going to say. It's about putting yourself into a state of body and mind to channel your best self. This free checklist includes the practices I use and recommend before speaking to ensure I'm clear-headed, grounded, warmed up, and focused. Download it at lindayugalo.com forward slash rituals. Okay, let's get on to the episode. What does it mean to be naturally you when you speak? And how do you become more yourself? This is the topic of today's episode. I often see people advising those who suffer from nerves when they speak to, quote, just be themselves. It sounds good. And it is what we want to just be ourselves. What's misunderstood, though, is the gap between where you are, which may be anxious, to where you want to be, just naturally you. I want you to know that this entire first season of the Delight in the Limelight podcast is the antidote to that gap of misunderstanding. These episodes guide you through the roadmap to clear the stuff that gets in the way so you can look at what is naturally you, what that even means. So if you have a fear of speaking, be sure to listen to particularly episodes 7 through 14, which break down the process for revealing and healing the root causes of the fear. So what makes it so hard to know what is naturally you? Here are four reasons. When you spent years of your life feeling afraid to speak, your expression is shaped around this fear. For instance, perhaps one of the ways you dealt with speaking anxiety was to speak as quickly as possible to get it over with, or to speak in a quiet voice so that you're not really heard. Who we are is hidden inside, sometimes even from ourselves. So the task is to discover our true selves. Number two, how we come to express ourselves in the way we do is complex and it's honed over time. Part of it is shaped by some unique inner mystery that seems to emerge all on its own when you're born. Part of it is shaped by how we're praised. If people like something we do, we do more of it. If they don't like it, we do less or we rebel. Number three, We're following rules of behavior or what we assume to be the rules. The thing is, we usually keep ourselves within a more narrow spectrum than is necessary. For instance, most people walk down the street kind of quietly and unassumingly, unless you're a child or a teen where you might skip, run, or dance around. But what's stopping you from doing it? Number four. It's hard to know what's naturally yourself because we bring different parts of ourselves to different places. How we act with our pets is different than how we act with our kids, is different than how we act with friends or family or colleagues or strangers. Which one is the real you? So how do you go about discovering what is naturally you? First of all, you need a safe space. Look at where you feel most yourself. Who are you with? You'll feel most naturally yourself when you feel completely and unconditionally accepted and free to express yourself however. This is the place or one of the places for you to stretch and explore what is naturally you because you already feel safe. 
Perhaps you've heard, the magic lies outside your comfort zone. Well, this is the opposite. The magic lies inside your comfort zone. It's a comfy place where you feel safe to try new things. Now, it's not enough for you to be in a safe environment. You also need to keep self-judgment at bay. I talk all about self-judgment and criticism in episode 14. Next, I want you to free yourself from concern of what others think. I know, easier said than done. Charles Lim studied the brains of jazz improvisers and freestyle rappers to figure out what allowed them to create so much material on the fly and so freely. It looked like the area around the prefrontal cortex that monitors impulses was deactivated. In other words, the part of the brain that worried about if something is good enough or what people will think was turned off. This meant that new ideas could be generated without inhibition. So what can you do to adopt this principle of caring less? Can you say it a bunch of times? Can you journal about it? Can you explore it in the places where you already feel comfortable and say, I don't care what other people think. And just try that on for size. Next, I want you to question the rules. Which rules have been made by you? Which have been made by others? Do they require strict adherence? Where can you break, bend, or stretch them? Let's say you speak quietly. Did you decide to speak quietly? Did someone tell you you needed to? I had always been a quiet speaker, even though I was a performer and I quote unquote knew how to project, people were always telling me that I could speak up more. I had an opportunity to bring this issue into a vocal workshop with Darcy Webb, where she had me pump up my voice and then speak a story. To me, it sounded like I was booming so loud. And I said it felt like I was speaking too loud. But when she asked the audience what they thought, everyone said, no, we loved it. And in that moment, I realized that I had made a decision to speak quietly because in my history, in my family, speaking loud meant angry and scary. And I didn't want to create that feeling in other people, which leads me into doing new things. If you know you're one way, try being another way. If you're stiff in your body and you take a salsa class that swings your hips, you're going to bring more sensuality to your movements. If you're a perfectionist and you take an improv class, you'll probably bring in more spontaneity and silliness into your life and your speaking. You'll feel more comfortable being a beginner, making mistakes, and being in the process of learning and growing, which does wonders for perfectionism. So what new thing should you do? Well, ask yourself, what do you want to be more of? What else would you like to be like? Take a moment to think about the words your family or friends or clients use to describe you. And then think about what words would you love to hear alongside those as well. Maybe you, like me, have been praised for being understanding, warm, a great listener, a safe companion, And you like all those things, but a hidden part of you yearns also to be seen as passionate, badass, or or bold. Think about those qualities you want to be known for and build them into your life. Think about each day or each week playing with one small thing. 
If you're on a call or in conversation, try speaking a little louder or with more enthusiasm or drama. If you're with your closest friends or family, surprise yourself in doing something uncharacteristic, like jumping up and down with excitement or skipping down the street. Think of allowing your body to participate in shaping the meaning of what you say. Just as everybody speaks, everybody moves, and moving your body is part of your speaking. Some cultures naturally incorporate more gestures than others. Imagine you are speaking from your whole body, which you are. Give permission or free your rein for your arms for to be a part of your words. Don't judge or direct them. Just let them participate. Just let them fly around and see what they do. Learning to be your natural self is a lot like learning to play an instrument, except the instrument is you. And it's an ongoing process of discovery. Ultimately, what we're after is feeling like you can be fully yourself. You can bring more of yourself or a lot more of yourself to your communications, to your interactions, to the times you're in the limelight so that you not only are communicating, but you feel self-expressed. You feel like it's fun to express yourself. It's fun to use your voice. It's fun to tell stories. And just as your familiarity and ease on a guitar will build when you mess around a lot, so will your familiarity with your creative and free self-expression build as you experiment and stretch. If you're thinking, I'd love to explore my self-expression, but I don't really have a place to do it. Well, my Comfy on Camera program is set up to provide you with a series of experiences to explore your self-expression and what is naturally you in a safe, supported, and elevating environment. I'll put the link in the show notes. Keep in mind, it's not just you that benefits from you feeling more naturally yourself. It benefits your audience too, because as you feel more relaxed, so does your audience. As you feel excitement, they do too. It's in this deepening of your satisfaction and enjoyment of expressing yourself, what is naturally you, and the confidence that builds from that, where you discover your delight in the limelight. Thank you for listening to Delight in the Limelight. I hope you feel a little more hopeful and excited about speaking in public. If you like the show, recommend it to someone you know. And if you haven't yet read the book, Delight in the Limelight, you can get it online or at your favorite bookstore or request it from your local library. Remember, speaking is our human design. Let's learn to delight in it together.